Welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners. From real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking. Together, we're Lending Forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.AtlanticBay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, NMLSConsumerAccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. Welcome, Jeff. It's good to see you again. Good to be back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> so for, for folks who might not be too familiar, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into the industry and how did Mortgage Marketing Institute come about? Yeah, great question. So I got in the industry in 2003. Short version of the story is after being in a different career for many years, was previously a sales trainer, speaker, presenter for Tony Robbins, started in the 90s when I did that and traveled all over the country and Canada and stuff. And, you know, the gig there was live in a city for six or eight weeks at a time with six or eight other people and go out and hit the streets, pal. And hit the streets, meaning we did presentations in sales offices. So a lot of real estate agents, a lot of mortgage brokerages, financial planners. You know, I used to go into the uh, those big financial, what am I thinking, like Dean Whittier and Chase, you know what I mean? All those, the, the mm-hmm. Thai peeps. So I did this all over the country, auto dealers, MLM, you name it. Spoke in front of every possible sales audience you could imagine. We're selling at that time one day tickets to Tony Robbins sales event back then, which was like a 200 bucks or something. <laughs> this is back, by the way, before the internet. Yeah, but could, do you still remember your pitch? Because you probably had to do it over and over again. Can you recall? Oh, yeah. There's there's elements of it I could recall for sure. I could stand up and do it again because we used to bring... Hey, all right. So here's a fun story, Taylor. So imagine this, right? This is how awesome technology is. We used to go from city to city. And you remember, I don't know if you do, but they used to sell these things, these little miniature TVs that had a VCR you could input in it. Mm-hmm. You didn't start a VCR. So we would go around from city to city, traveling, flying on airplanes, like packing these things with our clothes. And we would show up with this little carry TV and we'd have a VHS tape of Tony on the tape. And we'd do our thing. We're like, okay, now let me take 10 minutes and show you what it's going to be like. When you come see Tony, we slide that tape in. They watch it for 10 minutes, like sold, you know? And so that was part of the pitch was rely on Tony. But yeah, we had the whiteboard. We had the dry erase markers. We got everybody up, standing up, doing a clap and a big whoa thing. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, those are the days, huh? glory days before Facebook and internet and social. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, wow, that's, um, he- that sounds like some heavy lifting. So exercise and also selling. Got it. It was heavy lifting, but the, nothing is better than learning how to present in front of a group because I yes. think once you learn how to present in front of a group, like you can own that own one-on-one, your confidence is so high. So I recommend that for anybody. Yeah. Well, let's quick unpack what that might look like. That hasn't ever changed, right? So public speaking hasn't ever changed. So what are some of the fundamentals that you kind of coach, if you will? That I coach loan officers. Wow. That's a great question. That's a very open-ended question. So sum it up fast forward, right? Became an originator in 2003, did that in Orange County for 10 years, did well. And then always as a part of me, as you would expect, my attraction to work with Tony Robbins, I was into personal development and coaching and speaking and training. I had always wanted to build my own platform. So pivot move after originating and everything. I became a sales trainer for a large top 10 national lender on and on and on. And now I, what I do is help, I help loan officers more quickly and easily attract real estate agents, attention, drive conversations and referrals through go figure education, teaching classes and things like that. 
So that's primarily what I do is that's the, the main focus I have, at least in terms of loan officers is first and foremost, referral partners. And it's funny, this is probably going to segue into the direction we want to go. I was asked the question the other day on a webinar I was on, which was how to disrupt proof your business. And I was given the top and me choose the topic. I, I gave them three. They chose that one. And my first answer to how to disrupt proof your business is not what most people think or go to because most people are going to think, oh, technology, automation, digital. And my answer is no, it's relationships. That is the anchor you go to. You hook your hook, line, and sinker attached to relationships if you want to survive and thrive the coming disruption. It's so funny. I mean, it's people overthink that, right? They overthink it. They always think I have all these tools. I have to, and yes, tools are very important to your business. Automation is extremely important and can ease some things. But when it comes to building relationships, it's so, when I talk to mortgage bankers, I'm like, it's such low hanging fruit. So ask yourself this, ask yourself if you could call five to 10 agents right now, first off, how many agents would pick up the phone? One, when you call them and two, okay, let's look at that number realistically and say, why aren't you sending them video messages every single week talking about market updates? I mean, if you had five to 10 and you spend two minutes just per person, that's nothing. It's so easy. And you're saying top of mind, you're doing it weekly. After week three, you're getting comfortable doing it. You're going to come off like it's very relative. It's very humble. And once you don't do it, they're going to say, wait a minute, where's my weekly video? And then they're going to miss you. And then that makes you the high commodity, which is a, a mind shift that people just don't think about. Yeah. I call that reverse prospecting, right? Stop chasing, stop hunting and attract people to you. You know, it's funny. Uh, loan officers like to complain about how real estate agents aren't loyal, right? That's one of the many things we hear aren't loyal. And my answer to that is give them something to be loyal about, right? Give them a reason. To your point with the tips, as a matter of fact, just earlier, I recorded a Tuesday tips video that's going to go out to title reps who are going to share that with their real estate agents. Nice. Right? Well, loan officers, you could be doing a Tuesday tips video also. Taylor's great idea. And why would you do that? Well, you're attracting, you're adding value, you're not chasing, you're not, you don't, your hand's not out. And eventually, like what happens with classes and education, we had this happen with one of our members. This real estate agent has never been to one of her classes before, had been on the loan officer's list for a long time, does 45, 50 homes a year, finally came to a class this loan officer's teaching about YouTube and drove a conversation with the loan officer. And it basically went something like this. First of all, the loan officer said, because she's one of my students, what's up, Liz, if you're listening, she said, I'm not going to pay your 500 bucks a month. Like you ask all your other lenders to do just so you know, I'm not going to do that. So first and foremost, know your value, right? Secondly, she said to the loan officer, Hey, what you provide is worth way more than $500 a month. So could you handle another three or four deals a month? Hello, right? That was earned business, not chased, not begging, not pay to play. I did watch your how to disrupt proof oh, your yeah. business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all three of them made really great points with you on there. And I just think, I mean, what are some other, without giving away all your goodies, what are some other foolproof ways that you can just continue to prospect and make sure that you're coming out on top? I give away all, all the goodies all the time, right? <laughs> That's what it's all about. Jab, jab, jab. Look, I think we, we already said it with, with referral partners, right? It's add value. It's, it's stop asking, have, give them a reason to follow you. Give them a reason to be loyal. Stop looking and sounding like everybody else. Same as lame. Think about, you know, the biggest problems and issues they struggle with today. If it's real estate agents, we know what they are. And so how can you help those solve those problems? And it's funny because it's dotted line to consumers as well. It's the same issues. If somebody's thinking about buying in today's market, well, what are their problems? Their problems are there's no inventory. There's multiple offers. They're competing. We see some, some people you and I follow in the same space do this. They're educating their followers, their audience. By the way, that's what I would say is as far as consumers goes, one of the best ways to disrupt proof your business as a loan officer is to build an audience. 
build a viable audience of people who know, like, and trust you. Sounds cliche, but it's true. But of people who have engaged with you. Here's a great example of that. I actually did this on a post on LinkedIn yesterday, which is you think about the value of building an audience and relationships. And now today we're a quote, personal brand, right? And you think about the, on average, Mercedes Benz spends about $900 per car on advertising to sell a Mercedes Benz. How much does Tesla spend on advertising? Zero. <laughs> Why? Elon Musk. Because people love Elon Musk. They love or hate him. You're aware of him. He's built a huge audience, right? And he's actually not a bad guy, no matter how the press sometimes to, to, to wants to represent it. But the better question is this, who do you love and follow at Mercedes-Benz? Nobody. Procter and Gamble. <laughs> Horizon. Nobody. Yeah. So without, it's like, then all of a sudden, what's the issue? It's price. You know what I mean? So it's my advice. Build an audience. I love it. Obviously, we've mentioned Disrupt quite a few times here, and you've got a book, Disrupt or Die. So let's peel that back a little bit. Define Disrupt for us. <laughs> Define Disrupt. Anything that doesn't work like it once used to. <laughs> How's that? That's you know? good. Like I think about the old line in marketing is that the worst number in marketing is one, because if you have one source of business, if that source becomes less profitable, less viable, disrupted, right, displaced, destroyed, whatever, and you've relied on that one source, well, guess what? Now your business is dead too. So even though I'm an advocate of real estate agents, I don't believe that's the only pillar you should have. I do believe you should go consumer direct and all these things that I know you're great at. Yeah. It's good to have those relationships. But when it comes to, like you said, you got to grow your brand and it is truly, it's your business. And you're the one, you're the face. So be the Elon Musk of the Tesla. You know, you've got to grow that presence and, and putting yourself out there isn't necessarily coming easy. We've learned. I mean, now, now you've got to strap your boots on and just get in front of the camera. And that just has to be what it is and be relevant and be humble. And, you know, people are going to research you well before they call you. So being there and being present is so important. What other tips would you give to mortgage bankers when it comes to growing their social media presence? Yeah, I think you're kind of hitting on it. It's like, I remember Gary V, I think it was who talked about this, where he said, social media doesn't care about your opinion about it. Because I know a lot of people, they tell me they don't like social media. And I can relate. There are things I don't like about it either. Let's just face it. It's work. Although the appearance is that's fun because most of the people are doing quote fun things or fun looking things, but the creation or end result of that took work editing, scripting, thinking. And I'm not saying yours has to be that complicated because you can start very simply by grabbing a phone and you know hitting record and sharing something of interest. I think, yeah, you've got to decide what channel or platform you want to be on. I am not a fan of you got to be all in everywhere all the time. Definitely not. I, I saw somebody pitch that last week at an event. Like, <laughs> you got to be everywhere. You know, Twitter, like named them all off. And I'm like, no, dude, that's you. That's you, guru, <laughs> right? on the stage who's got a team of five people. My advice to a loan officer listening or whoever, a real estate agent is, where do you already hang out? And if you don't hang out somewhere already, well, what are you missing out on? And by the sheer fact you're listening to this, that tells me you're open to new media. So don't, don't play that card of like, well, I don't hang, I don't go on social media. I don't play. Okay, well, then you're what's called a fading winner, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's funny, when I'm talking to people, it's just, a lot of times I tell them, like you said, where do you currently hang out? What types of content do you like to engage with? What is your competition doing? Just by looking at those things and understanding, having a clear vision of what other people are willing to 
invest in their business by going on social media, by doing those things. It's just like, it's a no-brainer. And you've you've also, you've missed your bus. Like just hop on. I mean, and it doesn't matter where, be some places, don't be all the places. It can get overwhelming, but I definitely think that, gosh, there's so we, that's a whole nother podcast that we'll just have to have. So, and how I kind of talk about looking at every coffee dinner as an event, what does your pre-event strategy look like? What does your live event strategy look like post, you know, so I go on, but so let's talk a little bit about the book. Tell me where, where the passion came from with, when writing that, why the book, what's next for you, Mm, all the things, all the things. Wow. (laughs) I like that. Look, the book, like most things I do is a, is a passion project. I don't like to do things unless I'm really interested in them and I'm interested in doing them well. Now, I'm not saying that I always execute on that. <laughs> there are some things with that I did with good intentions, but maybe to be totally honest with you, I don't think I execute very well on social media. <laughs> Straight up, totally honest. Because yeah, you can take the talking head podcast, podcast interview and do that and that's cool, right? But what I don't do well, what I'm working at getting better on is showing up myself personally online on social, mm. which is why I stopped posting all my talking head podcasts for the last month feels weird, but why the book? Well, I, I am the self-proclaimed chief tra- truth teller, chief truth teller. Why am I choosing all these hard words? Today? <laughs> I was going to say, say that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, because there was a lot of talk and noise from the, like the example I just mentioned, the guru be everywhere all the time. I wanted to bring like the truth about like, how do you really, for the, the person, the tactician, the practitioner working in real estate or mortgage every single day. Like what Gary V says, isn't all applicable, applicable to us, to me. Mm-hmm. So break it down for me working in the streets every day when I got a management team and I got fires to put out and everything else and kids and family and blah, 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 right? And so I wanted to provide like real world examples of how people are succeeding in both worlds. The traditional referral relationship, local-based, hyper-local community-driven, still doing community events and all that stuff but also how they're also winning and succeeding on the more digital side. So I feature both of those in my book. I have an agent in there as an example who's making half a million dollars a year. He's cold calling. Now, some people here say cold calling. They're like, you disgust me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, see, dude, you're going to answer. You're going to see everything through the the filter of your lens, your glasses. But does that mean it's wrong? No. Right. Door knocking. Does that still work? Yes. In some areas. Does that mean it's right for you in Manhattan? Probably not. Right. (laughs) But anyway, that was, that's the whole genesis of this book because I just wanted to bring, I don't know, I just felt compelled to bring the truth about what works in marketing. That's always mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. And it's not always one size fits all. And it rarely ever is. It's so important to kind of meet people where they are. And so whether that is through cold calling or door knocking, if it's working for you, great. It's nice to be social. People will go there and research you before they call you, like I mentioned. But I mean, whatever works, is, I always say, I'm not going to prescribe you something if a vacation to the city when you're more of a butt in the sand kind of person, you know? So just kind of making, just adding in things that might work for you and grow your business, but still remaining top of mind, which we know in 2022 is so important. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. You know, I'm going to ask you how you're lending forward. So let's just say, you know, what's one piece of advice that you'd like to lend forward to help mortgage bankers thrive this year? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Two quick comments. One, to your point about like, if you are a vacationer who likes, what'd you say? The city, you're not going to vac- recommend a vac- vacation on the beach, right? That's right. Um, if you're a person who likes active vacations, you're not going to do the whole in a bungalow thing. Don't let the fact that you don't like something or you don't see yourself doing that. Don't let that keep you from exploring or experimenting. Like don't throw digital or social media out the baby with the bathwater. 
Like if you're like one of those people who's a oh, video, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, there's tons of other things to do on social besides just video. Video, mm-hmm. of course, gets all the headlines and you know, it's the big sexy thing, but that there are other things that work well on social media. So figure out if it's not going to be one thing, what is the thing for you? Because I think to do nothing is not the answer, right? And then part two of that is most importantly, this is what I'm really saying, is be adaptable. Like if there's any skill we need, especially coming out of this pandemic we've been in, the one thing we've learned, we have discovered we need to do is be more adaptable than ever before. And what does that mean? I hold my phone up to the screen right now. That means this mobile phone, this smartphone, this computer that has more information available to it in our pocket, right, than we've ever had in the history of this planet. Like everything you want to know, learn, become, or do is available within the palm of your hand here. And this is a tool that if you, like I, am learning how to adapt and use it as a tool can help you achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. I don't care if it's grow your business, get more realtor partners, um, start a YouTube channel, uh, decide where to vacation. It can all be done right from here. The question is, are you adapting? Very good stuff. I love that. Well, so one thing that I want to know from you, and I'm sure you've dealt with this, but how, so let's just say you take a mortgage banker who okay, I, I'm open to the idea of video, you know, but I, I just can't stand seeing myself. I can't stand listening to myself. How do you kind of coach them out of overthinking that? Okay, I can't stand listening to myself. Can't stand seeing myself. First of all, get used to listening to yourself. Number one, we all have that same reaction when we first hear, first hear our own voice. And then I would say, well, look, what can you do that doesn't require you to be on video? One of the things that works very well on Instagram, for example, is carousels. Most people don't talk about carousels. But guess what? I have some data that show that carousels actually outperform video for engagement, not for likes, but for engagement. Yeah. And so there's this whole algorithm thing behind, and we won't get into it now, but with carousels about how you have to swipe and everything, well, carousels can be very powerful. And it's text. Are you okay having your picture taken? Great. Then do picture uh, posts right. with you and your various poses and this and that or whatever with some content and posts on that. You don't have to be on video. So there's two ways to start without you being on video or your voice. Easy peasy, low hanging fruit. Just do it. Just get out there and do it. I know I love, there's a quote that I'm, I'm preaching. It's um, what other people think about you is none of your business. Just do it. Again, back to the struggle. This is the new world we're in. And what's funny is, you know, we talk about the meta and there's like, I hate, hate even bringing up that word, but because everybody, it's so, it's so Zuckerberg charged when you bring up the word meta, right? <laughs> yeah. of course, he has some baggage that goes along with that. But however- are we naive to not think that 10 years from now or less, we are definitely going to ha- be having experiences in the quote meta? I guarantee you we are. We're, all, we're already doing it with virtual reality and the technology that's the, just five years around the corner. You're going to be blown away. Who was it that said, was it Elon Musk that said, if you're having an experience that's equal to the actual real experience and you don't know the difference, does it matter? I was like, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wild. That's such a weird point. Is this is the new world? Are you adapting? Are you sticking your nose in the sand in ostrich? You know, and just being like, oh, that's a, that'll never happen. That'll never be like we will never. Well, <laughs> we used to say, yeah, what? Not going to the bank and deposit money? What? Hail a, a, a car to come to my house? A complete stranger? Stay in a stranger's house and sleep in their bed? <laughs> right? Yeah. What's next? What's next? Well, we are so thankful for having you on today. Thank you so much for joining us and more to come from Jeff Simper. Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in lending forward. So go lend something forward today.